so welcome back everybody to a not an episode episode and i believe this is a not an episode three i could be very wrong if not paulo will correct me in a later pod but um once again in a not episode episodes you know it's only one of us half of the hot minute podcast and this time i am the half um paulo can't join us today but in his absence we are joined by my favorite cousin which well who is a realtor a very spontaneous and fun person and somebody that you guys should hear so cousin or ashley if you guys uh, not everybody could call you cousin so ashley <laughs> if you like if you like to introduce yourself well, hello world. My name is Ashley Patino. I work with Remax, more specifically Remax First, an office out in uh, um, Elmhurst. And I've never done a podcast before, so bear with me. Um, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm just going to ask you um, a couple simple questions. Maybe something that can truly enlighten a lot of listeners out there, you know, if they're looking for homes or, you know, just for some other stuff. For sure. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So I'll just uh, get it started with what would be like a very basic question, but I guess like what, what made you get started into being like a realtor and stuff like that? Like what kind of like pushed you to be one? To be honest, I mean, I was actually in college to be a nurse. So, I mean, very few people knew that, know that about me. Um, I had like finished my associates in science and I was getting ready to transfer out to UIC for the nursing program. And then one of my friends um, had to go to the hospital or whatever. And we were there and we had like probably like the most, oh man, it was such a bad, bad experience with the nurse there. And I just kind of felt like she hated her life. And then one thing about me is that I hate being sick. Like I hate being sick. Like I take my health like super seriously. And just being in a hospital setting kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. So it was just like not for me. So I kind of retracted my steps. And um, my mom was the one who really like has always been, you know, always pushing education on me. So I was like, oh, I was like, I don't think I want to do nursing anymore. And I was just like, I just went through like, you know, got my associates and everything. And I was like, set to transfer out. And I was just like, no, off of just that one experience, because I truly believe that if you're going to be in the nursing field or in the medical field, you have to love what you do. You, you can't just be chasing the money. I mean, obviously nursing is, you know, you're always going to be making money, but anyways, like I just kind of rerouted and then my, I went into like finance jobs, like corporate jobs, nine to fives, whatever in the cubicle. And I don't know, I just like dealing with numbers. And then I'm also like a, like you said, I'm a very spontaneous person. I'm outgoing. I'm never shy. I can basically talk to anyone. I've made clients off of just my run to target, which is insane. And my mom knows this about me. So I guess my mom was just like one day, she just told me, you know, Mihai, you should, you know, you know how to talk to people. You should just go out there and sell some houses. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> so I just, you know, um, really funny. I mean, I, I always had that idea of, you know, going into real estate. And then one time 
I was at the gym because like I said, I'm a health freak. So I was at the gym and I was at a sauna and there's this girl. And like I said, I can literally talk to anyone. And there was this girl there who I kid you not, I felt like she was me. Like she was, her attitude was just like mine. And her name's Cash. Shout out to Cash. Um, and it's funny because, you know, my name's Ashley and they call me Ash. And the name's the and they call her Cash, whatever. And she had told me, and I, I truly believe that, you know, God puts people in your path for a reason. And then she had told me, you know, we were just talking within 10 minutes of being in the sauna. And she was telling me that she um, was going to start real estate school. And I was actually at a gym really far away because I forgot why I was there, but it was it was in a gym that I normally go to. It was all the way in Chicago Ridge. And she was telling me, yeah, uh, an export. I was, oh, you know, I, don't, I forgot why I was out there, to be honest with you. I don't even remember. But anyway, she was really far. And she told me, um, you know, we're getting to know each other in the sauna. And she was telling me that she was going to start real estate school and that she was really, really excited. And she was going to start it in two weeks. And I was like, really? I was like, oh my God, like I've been thinking about real estate school because it wasn't that long ago that my mom, you know, thrown that comment at me. And I was just like, you know, my mom influences my life a lot. I mean, as does, I'm going to assume a lot of, you know, parents will influence everybody's life. And anyway, so she told me that her school was going to be in Westchester. And, you know, I live like Westchester. So I was like, what? I was like, that's crazy. And she's like, yeah, she's like, you should totally do it with me and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm telling you, like, we hit it off. Like, she's the greatest person ever. And I mean, yeah. So anyways, I mean, it was, it was just from there. And I was just like, you know what, whatever, let's do it. And so I just went into real estate and yeah, I mean, and then I started doing it. And I mean, it was the state exam is the hardest part. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of people don't pass on the first try. And being completely honest, you can ask any realtor. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened. That's how I got into real estate. Literally just a comment that my mom made just based off her observing her daughter's personality and how I can basically talk to anybody. Yeah, so that's kind of like, because um, when you became a realtor, like, uh, I know we had a conversation about this before, but like, you kind of just like, like, you you announce things to the world like after you're done doing them so i remember you like you know you posting stuff like posting pictures and your clinicals and stuff like that so like you know i i i used to assume like okay you're you're going into nursing and Dude, then I, it's crazy because i even dissected a human being like that's how serious i was about be like being a nurse like i went hard in this career field or whatever you know i was really thinking that this is what i wanted and just a trip into the hospital setting. And I feel like that that should be like my advice for like everybody. Like if you're so set on doing something, you need to be out in the field actually looking at how they work, you know? Cause, yeah, because personally, like with uh, like when we were in the hospital for uh, when Lucy was being born, like my son being born. Yeah. Like the hospital there was like it, it was at Elmhurst and it was like. You know, everybody talks so highly of Elmhurst and blah, 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 this. Mm-hmm. But, like, but like the nurses were just, like, terrible. Like, we went in there. The, the first nurse that was attending us was complaining about her job, about what? all, like, like, was just, like, like, very negative. And every nurse after that was, like, not attentive. Like, when uh, Rena needed things or when, like, the previous nurse didn't, like, uh, like, they didn't put, like, they didn't connect certain things, uh correctly 
so then it, it was just kind of not taking things correct like it was it was just bad like it was like this a, a series of bad things that just like caused everything to go downhill and just led us to have a bad experience in general but like the main main reason was like the nursing staff exactly you know and i feel like those types of people that aren't like you know they're not enjoying their job they shouldn't even be there because those people are just really after the money and you you just need to do a job that you love because at the end of the day you're going to be doing that job forever i mean you you think that you're going to be doing that job forever right so you should might as well enjoy it and i honestly i can totally say that i enjoy real estate i mean it, it's just so fun it's so fun to look at different houses and all my clients are so different every single one of them each one has, um, you know, a different story. So, you know, unfortunately with real estate, it's your business. So you are literally just working by yourself. So I don't have coworkers or anything. I kind of consider like my clients, like, you know, that kind of coworker feel because I see them, yeah. I talk to them every day or whatever. And I miss them when, you know, when we're, we're closed, we're done and, you know, we don't talk anymore. I definitely miss most of them. So, yeah. So, I mean, I love my job. And yeah, but back to what you're saying, I definitely do not announce my blessings until they are completely said yeah, and done. Because it's like when, like, you know, you were doing that, like, like I said, I thought you were going to go into the, the whole nursing or medical field. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, like, you know, when, um, like, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a realtor. I'm going to announce it this day. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, what the? I was like, what? What the hell? You took so my pink just... pictures, my my, yeah. my my announcement yeah. picture. You were the one. I had to hit you. Yeah. Up, of course. And I was like, I was like, damn. Oh, this, uh, okay. This, this is odd. Like this is like a complete <laughs> change of pace. But I, I can definitely understand why you would. Um, I guess like why why you did that though, because like even in nursing, it's just. Especially now with the whole pandemic and everything, it's just been like, I know. terrible. It's like you got out, you got out on time before no, you had to like, deal with the real shit. Seriously, it's like God like watched out for me, and He's like, no, you know, like you're you're not like let's just kind of reroute, reroute. You're not gonna do this because one, you hate being sick, and two, this is gonna be some crazy shit. But you know what? Shout out to all the nurses out there. I have a couple friends that are nurses. Um, shout out to uh, Karina, Tati's. You know, all the nurses out there that are out there saving lives and changing lives because those women, I truly see that they love their job. Um, and that's just, a spot, you know, it's inspiring to just watch them do that because I couldn't. <laughs> I can't. And, you know, just shout out to all the nurses out there and the doctors and everybody that's in the medical field, for sure. So I guess like this kind of leads me to uh, my next question. And that would be like, if you knew about I guess like the whole being a realtor, the whole real estate thing, if you had found out about it like first before nursing, do you think you would, you know, you'll appreciate it as you do now? Or like, is this something that you probably would have kind of like, it would have been like a nursing type thing where you went for it, but then you kind of let it go and chase something else? Mm, man, you know what? That question is so tough. And, you know, the reason I, I strongly believe that God has a perfect timing for you. And I don't think I would change my timing because I did so much. I mean, I went into the biz when I was 25. And in between the time that I was 21 and 25, I did a whole bunch of traveling. 
And I mean, I'm still doing traveling. Like I still travel, but I don't, I don't think I could travel as much as I used to because, you know, my clients, they need me. They need me here like, you know, 24 seven. They're like constantly calling me a house hits the market. They want to go see it. You know, this market is insane right now. So it's like, I have to write up offers. And so it's, it's kind of hard to leave. So I mean, in terms of like the money, hell yeah, I would have not even like thought about going to college. I would have just gone straight to real estate schools, you know, and started doing what I'm doing now. But, you know, God knows what the market was like, you know, when I started doing when I was in college, which is like in 2012. Yeah. Oh, 2012, 2013, the market was trash. So, yeah, maybe not. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> honestly, I, I, will, I feel very salty because I, I think I remember a lot of the houses and Rena had actually mentioned like, yo, let's buy a house like then. Mm -hmm. And like the most, the most expensive house was like one twenty five. No, yeah, exactly. And you know what? One of my business partners, shout out to uh, John Idrovo with Cross Country. He smart, 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 smart guy. He actually purchased a house. I remember him telling me he was twenty. He purchased a house in twenty thirteen for thirty five thousand dollars, and. He told me that, like, he, he told his mom, like, mom, like, I, I need a confidence right now before it starts getting, you know, crazy. And his mom looked at him crazy. And now that house is worth, you know, well over probably like 200000 a little bit over probably. So, I mean, think about it. You know, real estate will always be an investment. And for sure, I even told my parents, you know, till this day, like, why didn't you buy a bunch of properties in 2013 when, you know, property houses in Maywood were like 25000 you know, yeah. anywhere. Like you said, now, I think, yeah. Now they're like going for 200, 300,000. It's like, it would have been a very good investment, a very good flip. I, I know. I, I know. Reno, Reno always gives me shit for that. Seriously, but, though, that would have been the move. <laughs> but I, I guess, like, I guess that's another question that kind of like it. I guess it must be hard for you, especially when you get new clients. And do you have to give them, like, are there times that you have to give them kind of like a reality check? Like, they want that three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar home, but they're like, you know, we got a five hundred credit score and we got like eight hundred dollars down, like, to put down. Like, like how how is it giving like clients like reality checks? Like, yo, like, yeah, well, chill, like, ch like, stay in your lane. <laughs> Well, in terms of that, I mean, we, we have certain steps to get you into a home, you know, and the number one step to buy a house is to get pre-approved by a bank. And you have to do that no matter what. I mean, if I know most of my clientele has been by word of mouth. Um, but if I don't know you, um, you know, if you just call me from out of the blue, the first thing I immediately tell you to do is you to one of my business partners, which are my lenders. And I basically send them, you know, like I send you their way so then you could get pre-approved and then I see your budget and then you meet with me and I give you a free consultation and we go over a game plan and you tell me what areas you want. And I, and at that moment now I know your budget. So, in reality, we're giving you the reality check before you even meet with me because you're, you know, oh, you're going to get that pre-approval and then, yeah, but I mean, you know, that pre-approval, if you're, if you're pre-approved for 200,000, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can only afford 200,000. You can actually go a little bit above that. It just mm -hmm. really depends your figures and, you know, what your lender says. But, um, cause I mean, that's happened to me where I get pre-approvals for, you know, I don't know like 250 or 275 and they end up like three uh what a 330 
I mean, it's just basically also, you know, it, it just really depends on your income. Everybody's different. It depends on your income. It depends on what you can afford. And I mean, the reality, the reality check is going to hit you on that pre-approval. And I will definitely tell you in the consultation, this is what you can afford. You know, just let me know what, what areas you want. And I mean, again, this market is insane. All the houses are inflation. You know, <laughs> the house yeah. prices are ridiculous. To be honest with you, I mean, just the other day, I don't know if you remember me posting on one of my Instagrams that I was like, because uh, and I don't know if the listing agent did this on purpose, but it was a genius marketing idea. A house in North Lake, I think it was North Lake. It was, you know, because um, I'm subscribed to like Redfin or whatever on one of my emails. And I got the email that said that a house in North Lake was going for two mil. Did you remember oh, seeing yeah. that? No, what the yeah, hell? I know. And I was like, wait, hold up. Did I read that right? And I guess the listing agent made an, uh, you know, a little oopsie when she, you know, put it on the market. She added an extra zero on the thing or something. Uh, or she added too many zeros. I don't know, you know. Yeah, she added <laughs> too many zeros or whatever. Because she just meant to market it at 200000 But that house got so much attention for sure. Because when you launch a house on the market, everyone's going to get notified like through Redfin, Zillow, all that. You know, and for you to see that house going for two mil and it was like a three bedroom, two bath home for two mil. And it was like a small brick ranch, like for two million. Like, come on, are you serious? Yeah, like, I know that. Yeah. Probably the, the next door neighbor was like, oh shit, like my house must be worse. <laughs> Even more. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I know that like in, I think it's Utah where the houses are like three bedrooms, two bath. They are going for like $1.6 million. Like it's, it's ridiculous. But here, you know, small brick ranch homes, we are hitting the 300,000, unfortunately. But I mean, th that's the thing with a lot of people. They think that this market's going to crash just like what happened in 2008 and 2009. And I mean, I can totally give you an explanation and tell you that it's really not. It's We don't see that. There was just different instances from back then to what it is now. Right now, it's just basically a supply and demand chain. It's just not enough houses on the market. And a lot of buyers, because the interest rates are still low, they're still lower than when mom and pop bought. So... You know, that's why, you know, and, and one of the things that one of my business partners has always told me is that people are always going to buy. No matter what, people are always going to need, a house, regardless whatever the interest rate is, because you can always refinance a house. You can lock yeah. in an interest rate today at 4%. And then within a couple months, if the interest rate drops at 2 go and refinance and your monthly payment will go lower. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like people complain about gas prices, but like. You know, like everybody says, what are you going to do not drive? Like everybody, mm -hmm. everybody needs gas. Everybody needs a home. Even exactly. the people, like everybody needs something. Like, yeah, people say like, oh, well, I'll just go rent. Well, yeah, the person renting bought that. And like, he's like, you know, they're making it, it. It's all a, a business. It's. Yeah, I mean, even with renting, like, yeah, you're going to say, I'm going to go rent. Well, guess what? The rent prices are going up because those property taxes are going up and that landlord has to pay property taxes. Even if the property's paid off, again, the landlord pays property taxes. And I mean, you were just telling me about your property taxes being ridiculous. So if you're it's renting out, you know, yeah. So, I mean, property taxes are on other things too. I mean, Cook County is just so. So I guess like a very good follow up question to that is if hypothetically the market crash, like like the market crashes, what would that mean 
I guess, for you? Is that something that's just going to be like you having to work overtime or is that when like things slow down for you? Man, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't I don't know about that question because I never served. I wasn't old enough. To, oh, I wasn't old were we in 2008 i think i was in the eighth grade when that happened so i wasn't even aware that the market was crashing i was just in the eighth grade you know i don't know what i was doing going, but going, going to basement juke parties and <laughs> one of my business partners is probably gonna listen to this podcast because i'm gonna promote it and they're gonna be like <laughs> no but um no but yeah i mean i wasn't aware but i know one of my business partners um who was in the industry at that time basically prepare me for that and he just tells me just save you know um don't be stupid don't splurge your check on everything just make sure you save because you just really never know when the market could shift but at this moment we are not expecting to see something like what we've seen in 2008 2009 when the market did crash. just because again um and just to kind of give you an overview what really happened back then was you can basically take out a mortgage, like if you take out a credit card. Like anybody can really take out a credit card if they have decent credit. You know, you just have to lie on that thing and just say that your income is like, I don't know, 60K when in reality it's only what, like 30K. And then you'll yeah. get pre approved for, you know, you'll get approved for a credit card. So that's what was happening back then. You know, banks weren't doing the proper verification right now. Yeah, I like, remember that. I remember seeing the uh, explanation about that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, banks weren't like doing the proper protocols as for right now, even to rent. That's the thing too. A lot of my, a lot of people, and maybe I might even answer somebody's question because they'll probably be listening to this and they'll probably try and come to me and ask me if I do rentals. I, actually at the moment, I don't do rentals unless you're trying to rent out a house. But even at that point, because a lot of people who want to rent, like their credit isn't there. And the system that we have, um, you know, in our hands, it's more so like, you know, these houses are being rented out for like, you know, $1,700, $1,800, $2,000 a month. And they do like some real hard credit checks. They do uh, employment verifications. They, they require a lot, almost like if you're going to purchase a house. So at that point, you know, if your credit's good, if you're going to be paying $2,000 a month, um, and if they're going to be doing all these checks on you, you might as well just try and apply and buy your own property. Because at the end of the day, the way that I like to look at things and tell people is that whenever you own a house, um, whenever you're paying your own mortgage, you're not, because when you pay rent, you're throwing your money away. But when you're paying your own mortgage, you have to look at it like you injecting money into another bank account. Because at the end of the day, that thing is going to get paid off. And once that thing is paid off, then you can just, you know, you just got to worry about, you know, your normal, your like your normal utility bills, and your taxes. And then after that, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. you can rent out the thing and then that'll be, you know, wealth for you, you know, yeah, generational income. There is uh, actually when I purchased my first house, I started doing the math on how much money I had spent uh, the past years renting. Mm -hmm. and that was it almost re i think it was like almost like 60k yeah yeah and exactly it, and i was like what like like damn like i spent 60k like, exactly god, like god damn like, and it, all of it, that was trash you know it just went to the trash because that was never going to be yours you know what i mean yeah at all it was very uh it, it was very disheartening, very heartbreaking to like when you actually 
because like you know you 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 pay and then you just keep going about your day but like you never really think about like how like you know like you don't really think about it. like you just think cool this money's going for the rent that's it it's paid keep it pushing but like mm-hmm. in reality it's one of those things where it's like wow like i literally just paid for like you know for this person's like mortgage or or i just like threw away like 60k of all my money like what could that 60k have done for me instead of like paying for something else you know exactly but they they do say hindsight is 2020 and the best thing to do is just kind of like learn from it and just like do better do different yeah no for sure and just kind of I think with all of that, with everything that you went through, you know, when you realize, you know, you know, you did the math, you, you know, you realize that this is how much money you spend in renting, you grew up, you know, it's all about you grew up and, you know, you just kind of analyze the whole situation and you think that it is best for you to own property because eventually you're going to finish paying that thing off and you can rent it out to other people who then that money that they're giving you a month can just be income straight to your pocket. Mm-hmm. So what would be the best advice for any listener trying to buy a home? Um, work on your credit, number one, because I mean, okay, so you can get, you can actually get qualified for an FHA loan for five, like a, up to a 580 credit score and up. But the better your credit, the better interest rate you will get. And interest rates um, go into your monthly payment. Like that goes in there, it's tucked in there. It's what makes your monthly payment as well. So if you can work on your credit um, when you want to apply, so then you can actually get qualified for a really good loan, like a conventional loan. Conventional is one of the best ones out there. No, actually the greatest loan out there is a VA loan. So for all you veterans that are listening, call me. I will hook you up with the house almost for, obviously you're going to be doing your monthly payments, but at closing, I can guarantee you that. I will hook you up like really good like yeah, i'm talking like, about <laughs> they, they told me because i currently have a fha loan they said that actually they told me that uh i can actually change it to a conventional not i think after this year i'll be able to change it to a conventional conventional yeah you loan. would just have to refinance yeah 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 so, you can refinance yep. so yeah uh so what other things are like that, i mean I well, first of all, if you, if you want to look for a house, you know, work on your credit, make sure you're at your job for at least, at least a year. Um, and that you've been actually employed for two years, because what they're really going to be asking for is two years of tax returns, two years of W-2s, uh, 30 day pay stubs, obviously be employed. Um, 580 credit score will give you an FHA loan. If you could have something in the 720s or higher, going to be more beneficial for you because you'll get an even better loan. FHA loans are not bad though. Do not get me wrong. FHA loans are good, but right now in the current market that we're in, we have no houses and we have a bunch of buyers like going into bidding wars over a certain property. Like if you have an FHA loan and like if there's two offers on the table and there's an FHA and a conventional, I promise you that they will going towards the conventional loan and that just it's, it's simply because it just doesn't require that much from the seller as an mm-hmm. FHA loan would 
Um, and to be honest with you, one of the most important things about having a conventional loan is that once you pay off your 20% of your debt, then you don't have to pay mortgage insurance anymore. So as in with an FHA for 30 years, you'll be having to pay mortgage insurance for sure. Unless you refinance and then, you know, you can flip it to conventional loan. So I, I'm actually going to give my best advice to For sure. when, when buying a home that something that I learned was yeah. to, to not make any, I think six, six, within six months, try not to make any sh like shady or very weird transfers from the bank account that I guess gonna, <laughs> that's going to be uh, used that honestly i think <laughs> one time uh one time rena has sent like uh when she used to i forgot where she used to work but she sent like someone to go get like coffees so mm -hmm. she like she like uh sent the money for it right yeah so the the bank was like what what was this five dollars for and that's like five dollars like you're asking about five dollars <laughs> yeah and again this is um this is part of the banks making sure that there's no money laundry going around because if you're gonna purchase a big huge asset like that you know in six figures they definitely want to make sure that you are not doing money laundry or whatever but even i understand i completely get you i feel like that is like the biggest number one frustration to all of my clients when we are under contract is when the bank starts verifying and looking at all your bank statements, definitely, I mean, don't do any crazy moves. But I, I mainly just, I kind of like just uh, recommend that once you're under contract, like, but even then when you are, you know, because they do ask for two months of bank statements. So two months before you think you want to buy a house, don't do any crazy things. I mean, if you're thinking about buying a house in a year from now, start injecting money into that bank account, you know, the bank's not going to look back that, you know, um, they only look back a certain amount, but again, it's just made basically money. Like that's what they look for is the whole money. Thing. But I, I get you. Cause man, it's, it's, that is like the biggest struggle for all of my clients. Shout out to my client, Denise. Cause she, <laughs> I will never forget her, her story. How her story was crazy. Um, it's on my Instagram. If anybody wants to follow my Instagram and get in contact with me so I can hook you up with the house, you can follow me at, at the Ashley Patino on Instagram. And her story is under every renter's dream. And that's actually a really crazy one. But anyways, she really hated the whole bank statement part, which goes with what you said, because the bank was just requiring statement after statement and asking her, well, what is this for? And what is this for? And then when you're going to turn in your earnest money, word to the wise, make sure you do not use cash when you're trying to do your earnest money check, because the bank will be like, where did you get that cash? Why didn't that earnest money come out of your primary bank account? So make sure you always take out your earnest money from your primary bank account, because if not, it'll just kind of make the annoying. Something we learned. So, okay. Last of the serious questions, and then we could touch on <laughs> some fun questions, some fun topics. So, um, what are the must ask questions when looking for a home? Like what do you that, mean like, like like give me like top three good questions like when um i guess that clients need to ask you 
like questions that you kind of want clients to ask like regarding a home? Taxes, number one. And I, so my protocol is you get pre-approved and then you meet with me for a free consultation and I go over this whole entire thing because I do specialize mainly in first-time home buyers. Um, and obviously as a first-time home buyer, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. You don't know about the process. So taxes are number one thing that they always ask me about and that I always give off information. Blood zones, because in the state of Illinois, we, you know, fortunately we don't have hurricanes. We don't. Some parts we do have tornadoes, but we don't have earthquakes like that. We don't have major, you know, catastrophic events, but we do have flooding. So that's the big one. Um, and then I guess the other one, what was the question again? <laughs> what are like the top, top three questions that like clients need to ask about? Um, yeah. So taxes for sure, flooding, and then... They tend to ask about how the market is because the markets change a lot, you know, and sometimes people just want to buy a house and they are completely unaware of what's going on in the market. And that goes to say, too, you know, anybody can have um, a family member or a friend that did real estate like 10 years ago. Well, 10 years ago to now, the market is completely different. And if you're out there saying, you know, I, I'm in real estate, but you haven't been seeing in this market at least a year from now, then you have no idea what's going on in this market. So that's definitely something that, you know, my clients ask at the consultation is how the market is. And I let them know, um, you know, how are taxes paid and let them know. And, you know, the whole flood insurance, you know, well, flood insurance, the whole flood zones and everything that pertains to that thing is definitely the three things that I think. And then obviously they ask about, you know, what do you think about, um, you know, can can I afford this area, can I afford that area? They just give me the whole runaround as to what, what is exactly that they're looking for. You know, three three bedrooms, two two baths, a basement, a long driveway, two brick car garage, like the main thing that they always want. <laughs> Alright, well, that's actually that's actually pretty insightful because, um, like I said, as a first-time home buyer, I, I didn't know what to ask. I was like, I didn't know half the terms and words that people were using on me. Like, yeah. So it, this is honestly for anybody that's listening. Um, take this into consideration. Uh, I will have her Instagram and stuff at the description of the podcast. And yes. Yes. So please take this into consideration and I guess like try, try also try to do your own due diligence. So like, you know, when seeking a consultation, like you do, like, you know, like she said, um, those are the top three questions, flood zones, taxes, and how the market is, this is important, but I'm pretty sure there are other, uh, important questions that need to be asked, like school zones, stuff like that. You know yeah yeah definitely so if you do have a child um like my parents like the you know my parent clients they definitely let me know which school zones they want to be in and we obviously have access to looking at that whenever you know you're looking at a specific home i can give you what where that um school district you know belongs to like that home that makes sense but yeah so on on to the fun questions <laughs> all right so uh 
this isn't a superficial question, but I guess some people can see it that way. But do you believe that there is such a thing as pretty privilege? So, okay, so I, I don't know how to answer this without sounding, like you said, superficial. But, okay, so I do believe that it does unfortunately exist, but in certain things. As far as my business, no, because no. I mean, most of the time my clients, they don't meet me until they're pre-approved. Uh, most of the times my offers don't get accepted. Uh, they don't have to meet. Like my offers, what I'm trying to say is my offers don't get accepted off of a listing agent actually seeing me or meeting me or whatever it is. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you, get me, you get what I mean? Like I work very, very, very hard for my people to get them into a home um i'm very well spoken i can talk to basically anybody um i take care of every single person that i work with i take care of my lenders i take care of my, importantly my attorney shout out to taisha perez she's an amazing attorney um and she is my legal help in every single one of my transactions moving forward she definitely is the one to go to but i feel like you know in in life though there is a such thing as a pretty privilege. Unfortunately, there is. Like, I really do think that there there is because, like, you can just get away with so much. <laughs> you know? Like, it just, man, I don't know. Like, I've gotten away with a lot of, like, like, I get pulled over and like, most of the time, like, I won't get a ticket. You know, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that, that could be one, right? Like, yeah. But in no, terms of my, uh yeah. You know, like that type of stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely believe in that because obviously we live in, you know, America where we've seen, especially in 2020, we've seen crazy police brutality type stuff and whatever. And I kind of just, I see it, you know, I see it mainly also with like my younger brother mm -hmm. because, you know, like my, my parents are Mexican that don't know me. My parents are Mexican. I was born here and I have two younger brothers and, you know, they definitely racial profile like young Hispanic men. And my, like where I live, like the town that I live in, like I know a lot of the police officers. I, I get along really great with them. But if they pull over my brother, it's a different story than them pulling me over. Yeah. It was just okay. weird, you know? So in terms of that, then yes, I definitely do believe that there is a such thing as pretty privilege and things can definitely, you know, you can get away with things. Yeah, but in terms of my business, absolutely not. There's no such thing because I've gotten offers accepted and I've never even met the listing agents. I've never, um, you know, just no, absolutely not. I mean, I don't know. I guess you just have to be a really good person. I guess. Yeah, good person. I like to believe so. Right, cousin? What do you think? Yeah, well, well, I guess like I was uh, I was going to ask a follow up question, but you kind of already answered it for me. I was going to ask you if you would be if you think you would be as successful as you are now, if like like if you were ugly or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you know what? There's like some pretty like not not like not to be mean, but there's not like the, I don't know. You know what? As a matter of fact, let me just say this. This industry is mainly male. It's a male-dominated industry. Most mm -hmm. realtors are guys. Most realtors, older gentlemen, 
jobs or whatever, and they were very successful. So now I don't even think looks have anything to do with it. You just have to have the brains in this industry. You have to have the brains and you have to have the, you know, the personality. I think personality yeah, that, is that, that, that's, that's what it sounds like that. Like the per, like you have to have the personality to be able to talk, like, you know, uh, start cold conversations, stuff like that. Yeah, that, no, yeah, that, for sure. That's personally something that I can't do. I'm really bad at, like, if I know you, I could just talk for hours. But if I don't know you and starting a conversation from, like, scratch has to be by far the most difficult thing for me. I feel like I'm drowning every time that I try and talk to someone, like, like new. All of a sudden, I'm like, so how about that weather? Like, I just, like, <laughs> revert to, like, something, like, very, like, just, like, cringy, like, small talk. You are so awkward sometimes, Kuzo, though. I'm not going to lie. No, I, I am. I really am. Because I honestly am a very awkward person. Like, but, like, if I know you, like, people, or, like, if people know me or we know each other, like, people have that understanding that, yeah, you know, you can be a little bit awkward, but it's like, that's like your personality. But for new people meeting me, it, it's definitely like, like, what the hell? That's why, like, whenever I work with clients myself, like, mm -hmm. like I, I make sure I, I have a conversation, like have some type of like, you know, acquaintanceship at least form before like, you know, shooting and stuff like that. But yeah, if it's just like, hey, meet me here and I'll meet like, you know, meet me here. This is the time. Here's the money. It all of a sudden becomes like very awkward. Like, uh, like, damn, like, <laughs> like, damn, I did. I wasn't able to form the acquaintanceship. Now I'm drowning. But, yeah. <laughs> no, but I only uh, say that you're awkward because I can notice that you like hardly do like you hardly make eye contact. <laughs> yeah no that that's a, i think that's just like a me thing like i well one i pay attention to the most like i feel like i got like add when it comes to talking to people like after a <laughs> while or like i overthink it really because after a while like i'll start thinking like i'll start with eye contact and then it's like um i was like damn i feel like i'm looking at their eyes too much like just look at something else and then like i started looking no. at their that started like just like scanning their face and it's like like oh i was like damn okay their nose and i was like oh it's like oh, okay eyebrows hairline I was, like then i started going to nails and i just like completely get distracted by like just scanning like their entire face and just body and then like eyes completely drift away from eyes and it's like uh yeah, you def that definitely sounds like some ADD stuff. Like you definitely yes. need some add-ons, something so you could keep track. But no, I mean, I I think me personally, I think eye contact is very powerful. I think if you look at a person in their eyes, like you can, it's just it's form of empowerment. I don't know. So try to do that more often so people can think, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry.
found that be more on the you know just more chill more like just laid back type sense because it's like you know i'm trying to especially when it's like a first time meeting like i i never want to be like the dominant personality in there because some people yeah. like you know can can take that as being like intimidating or like you know kind of creepy so yeah. i always like on the first like meet or the first time like you know photographing like before anything is like any acquaintanceship or even friendship is established or formed like i just play like real chill real passive you know so they could i'll let them shine i'll let them like you know like get comfortable yeah until, until like you know you feel comfortable enough and then it's like all right cool like like now i can really be myself or not to be like as expressive as like you know i as i actually am or whatever you know for cause, sure because the worst thing you could do is like work with someone and like their first review of you be like yeah he was kind of a creep like i'm never working <laughs> with him again oh my god uh, no not at all but, if anybody thinks you're a creep like they're crazy because absolutely not and i don't just say that because you're my cousin but no 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 no, you're like no. the so, most chillest scorpio like complete scorpio vibes i am super into um horoscopes and all that but you are a true definition of a scorpio and to me my favorite horoscope is a scorpio i don't know if it's, you know i love scorpios they're just i get along great with them like you, you know, Rocky, my, my youngest brother. I think you guys all have like this certain personality trait that it's like you guys are, um, I don't know, man. How should I say? Like, you definitely overthink. Like, that is a Scorpio quality for sure. The whole overthinking things, it's a, definitely that. But no, you're super cool um, to photograph with. I mean, I've, I've done photography. And I'm looking forward to more. Just wait till my dream jacket comes in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to definitely shoot something. So, um, I guess like this is kind of like leading on to like leads from the previous questions. But I know you said like people don't really meet you till kind of when they basically till they pre-approved and everything. But like when showing a home or when, you know, uh, first meeting people like i don't know if you meet like any like what like non-family people trying to buy homes but have mm -hmm. you ever had a, like a situation where like the other person was trying to get like a little like a client or whatever the person is was trying to get like too friendly or like trying to be like more like like hey like in a, in a way more flirtatious or trying to pass that like threshold um no so no 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 i haven't i haven't came across anything like that i can uh, think beyond <laughs> you're like uh, no nah. um you know what it's it, like um like i said i have to meet you in person before i move forward with you but unless i know that you're coming from somebody that i know um and then they could vouch for you like because most of my clients come from clients that i've already closed on and again my clientele is word of mouth um a lot of my family i have a pretty huge amount of family and they love me and they support me I so much and so they're always bragging about me to you know their people and then i have like my friends that really truly love me and support 
me like they'll like talk about me and stuff and like they brag about me shout out to my best friend yasmin she's always bragging about me she's always shouting me out yeah um but I, like i said i don't meet people until the consultation i think i might have met maybe like two people without that but they that's because uh, it was like uh again this market is so insane like a house hits the market or whatever and they call me and they tell me you know you know we're gonna get pre-approved or whatever but you know i really want to see this house before it leaves or whatever and i know that they're very strong candidates then i will definitely show the house but i'm not gonna lie to you though every single time that i show a house that i don't know the person i have my brother and his canine come with me so so some stuff because i've heard some crazy stuff you know a lot of i don't know because do you know about crime junkie the podcast uh yeah yeah so like i've heard like some crazy uh you know realtor found dead you know while showing a house or whatever the boyfriend was the number one prime suspect and whatever the hell the case might be because the boyfriend was like on it i don't know this is one of the episodes but so I, I'm, I'm like obviously in tune with the world and it is a very very dangerous world out there and especially for a woman in this industry but no, I mean, that I can think of, that I can think of, that I can think of. Has anyone, any of my clients ever tried? No, no. Everybody has been super respectful. Um, That's good. Yeah. That, that, that honestly is very good because like you said, like, like especially because it is like, uh, like you stated, like a very male-dominated field to have like a woman like be there, like I'm pretty sure it can be at, at times like, you know, weird. Yeah or very like or for you it can be like unsafe because you know especially if you don't if you're showing a house to someone you don't know or maybe if like you're hosting an open house or whatever the case is you don't know who's gonna go there and like I, i've actually i've heard stories probably it's not that one that you mentioned but i've heard stories where like you know realtors get assaulted or whatever the case is like, no. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. So I've had, like, I was trying to think of a situation, but I have had like some guys like, you know, slide in my DMS to try and get my attention and, you know, try and tell me, you know, they want to go see this house or whatever, just so they can meet me. But it's like, I always hit them where, where, you know, like, where's the pre-approval? Cause what do I like? I know you want to see this specific house. But where's your pre-approval that can kind of, you know, prove to me that you can afford this house. You know what I mean? You know, like yeah. that, that could be a situation like that. But no, as far as my, my real clients that I've shown houses for, no, they've been super respectful. Um, yeah, super respectful. Now, if you want to talk about like in the industry, like I said, it's a very uh, male dominant industry or whatever. Um, it, that's a different story. These realtors are crazy. Yeah, let me just <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm happily taken. And yeah. Yeah, no, that, that. that that honestly is like it's, it's good to hear and it's like you know it's good to hear that you are staying safe and taking precautions that would keep you safe because you know yeah like, and i think um a lot of people don't know this but us realtors we actually have this really cool app like it's only access to realtors where i can literally pull up all of your information with just your phone number so if you're ever trying to like prank call me or, you know, trying to do something like that, I would literally be able to find out every single address that you've ever lived in, every type of vehicle that you drive, 
Um, you know, and that's something that was basically made for realtor safety, basically, you know, um, cause we get a lot of like random numbers that would contact you and tell you, Hey, you know, we're interested in, you know, buying a house, whatever, when can we meet and stuff like that. So they basically set up this app for us specifically made for just, you know, just to be safe. And yeah, so that's why I just never try and prank call me or never try to, you know, I don't know. I'm sure that's, like I said, just don't, because I find out who you are. I find out where you live, your middle name. <laughs> I find out your age. <laughs> I mean, your, and mainly, specifically, your criminal history. That's what pulls up too. Um, and if you've ever had any bankruptcies, judgments, or liens against you, we know that. We will find out before. Like I could be stupid. I, I and I have done it before where I play like stupid, and I'm like, who is this? But before you know it, I already ran your number. Like, I already know who you are. <laughs> but I mean, you definitely just, just be nice and courteous and introduce yourself to me so then we can move forward and get the party going. So, one, again, I'm, I'm glad you're taking precautions and that there are things in place that, you know, keep you guys safe in general. Like, now, not only yourself, but I guess like your peers. Um, but I guess, like, on a more funny slash serious question is there uh you get any type of uh let's call it hate from i guess people i i guess like from people that you used to know that maybe didn't think that you'll make it in the field that you are now or maybe like you know because i'm pretty sure people had their doubts or probably had their opinions especially when you went from like, oh, you're going to be a nurse. And then, like, oh, you, but now you're going to be a realtor? Like, what, what the fuck? Like, do you, <laughs> do, you, do you give people that probably, like, you know, make my mom. Like <laughs> my mom. Oh, my shit. Mom. <laughs> my mom is honestly, honestly, she's, okay, number one, she's my biggest fan. But she's also, the love that I have between me and my mom is it's such a weird and different love because she knows my... She's just always wanting her kids to just over exceed like, uh, you know, their, their truest potential. And she's always kind of giving me shit if you're going that route. Like, you know, like I, you know, you wanted to be a nurse and then you didn't do it. You know, you're not a nurse or whatever. And then she always kind of gives me tough love, but it's because she knows how to push my buttons. And I've always been the type of person that if you tell me that I cannot do it, just sit back and wait. I'm going to be very, very quiet for the next couple of weeks. And then I'm going to come out with, you know what I mean? Um, and then again, I just don't announce it until the blessing has been confirmed, done and over with. Um, that's just who I am. But as far as like friends and all that, you know, if you were my friend at one point and you doubted what I could do, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore. Like <laughs> it is what it is. But no, I haven't, just my mom, she's my biggest critic. And I like that about her though, because she knows that if you criticize me, if you tell me that I cannot do it, well, guess what? I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. Um, and I mean, it just, yeah, like coming into this industry, I wanted to do it all. Like I was so excited. I remember being in, in, in you know, real estate school and I was just like, you know, we were almost done with the whole course and everything. And I was just so excited, so excited to you know, go out there and, and sell houses and make money. And I remember like the, the professor was like, you know, don't be too excited. You know, the average realtor only sells like one or three houses in their first, first year. I sold nine. So I think I was, I did oh, pretty good. Man. 
<laughs> you know yeah i know like you know like and and the thing is too like i remember like talking to my managing broker when i was interviewing for different brokerages to see where i was going to go i remember telling her like you know i, I want to learn it all like i want to learn it and i want to do it all and stuff like that and i was like so i, I want to learn residential you know houses and then i want to do commercial too so i was like telling her like so when do i learn the commercial part you know like you know like you know like storefronts and leasing and like all of that type of stuff you know and how do you sell a big huge mcdonald's you know how do you sell a chipotle you know a, a restaurant or, or you know big stuff like that commercial industries like that and she was like telling me like hold on you know like whoa there you know you don't you can't just come into the industry and you know you want to do everything she kind of kind of put it into a perspective of you have to kind of look at it like doctors. They they all go into like a different field. You know, you have brain surgeons, you have, you know, heart surgeons, you have whatever, you know. So with real estate, you know, a lot of realtors only specialize in residentials. You have real realtors who just specialize in rentals. You have realtors who specialize in the commercial industry because every single one of them is a different beast that you have to attack. And, but with that being said, it's my second year in real estate and I've already gotten two commercials. Like, I mean, you know, like I'm in the commercial industry already. Like I've already stepped foot into this industry and it's only year two for me. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see. And I mean, it's only been three months, three months into the year and it's going pretty good for me. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes. And I'm just excited to help everybody and, you know, acquire a and I, I just get so excited for everybody's stories because everyone has a different story you know everyone's different so i i just i get excited to meet new people i think that's what it is yes <laughs> no that, that honestly is one thing that like with photography i i kind of learned and appreciated is that i met people that i would have never met before yeah at all like there's awesome. there's there's no way like people that i talk to casually now and like you know i they hit me up and ask me about like my son and stuff like that like i've never like never in my life would i have talked to them before or even cross paths followed each other on social media none but i know yeah that's awesome now it, it kind of like i guess you could you could say it makes it makes the world a little bit smaller, but at the same time, it's it, that's okay because I like that little smaller world lets me appreciate like the more people I've met. Yeah, no, hell yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I mean, I feel you. I feel you on that because I've you know there's people that I would have never even thought I would be talking to, and I've spoken to them because of. Where I, like you know because of my job because of my career whatever like they they've come to me for help um and it's like you know the thing about it too is like people that I would have thought would come to me for help and and this for this you know for buying a house didn't come to me but it's the people that you never thought about them coming to you came to you and you got to speak to them and you got to see you know how you could help them hunter you get what I mean but no I get you hundred percent yeah which by the way. Uh, Lucy is such a cute kid. You guys, such a cute uh, kid. <laughs> I love him nah, so much. That thank you, Kazo. He is. He. I, I say he takes after his mom, but like you said, and other people said, they said he looks like me. Yeah. No, nah, I I totally get how you feel when you say that because like it, it's kind of like 
somewhat the same with pictures, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you go to someone better than myself, it's kind of like it's a village, right? Yeah. Like I'll, I'll support your business. You support my business. We both grow. We both shine. Yeah. And but like you know, if I see you go with, like, if we're cool, but I see you go with like a photographer that, like, if you go to a better photographer, cool. Like that's completely fine. You know, that's that's understandable. Yes. But. If you go to like a photographer and you know the picture's not that great, you know they overcharged you for nothing. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like I wouldn't have done that, but sure, go go ahead. But it's like <laughs> the people that like you would never expect that hit you up, ask you, yo, what what's your price? You tell them they they don't try to, like you know they they don't hit you with a damn like that much like. Like, damn, for how much? Like, they just, like, tell you, okay, okay, all right, cool, and tip you. It's, like, the people you would never expect do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think just with any business, you definitely need to learn your worth. Any business, any entrepreneur out there, you need to learn your worth. You need to, you know, because at the end of the day, you're really charging for your time. You know, money comes and goes, but your time, you can't get your time. You know, you've spent countless hours on, you know, an example for me, like, I spent countless hours on certain person and then they don't end up buying or whatever they just basically wasted my time so it's like you know but you know charge your fee puzzle because you know the right person is gonna pay for it because you they're paying for the quality okay so that's that's that (laughs) 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 no i definitely i definitely feel you but um i believe one more question and then we could wrap this up but uh and the last question is gonna be very simple um do you plan on buying a home yourself or you rather just you know sell like being involved in the selling aspect of it rather than the selling and buying aspect and buying it yourself oh no absolutely i'm racking up i'm gonna buy something i'm planning hopefully on buying something hopefully next year 2023 um and just because i want to wait till that year and i plan on purchasing a multi-unit because that's just my investment i it's i mean it's just me and my dog at the moment (laughs) i don't have children i mean i have a boyfriend but we don't have a family nor we're we're not planning on having kids um I'm, i'm so busy that I think that my first move, and I would have wished that my parents would have done this, um, is purchasing a multi-unit. Um, and you can, I think it's like the smartest investment idea right now, you know? Um, either that, or you could just purchase a house and then rent out the basement or whatever and have, you know, some of the mortgage being paid off. But that's my plan. Purchase a multi-unit, have two, you know, it could be two, three units, have the other units being rented out and then you live, you know, in one of the units and then the other units pay for the mortgage and you basically live rent-free and then, you know, you move on. The beauty about purchasing a building first before a house is that when you move out of that building, you can use that, that whole, you know, your whole rent that you're collecting is going to be used as income and that can be added onto your current income, and then you can get qualified for a lot more for you to purchase your know you. But that's what I want to do. That's my thing. Um, I do know of a lot of people who purchase multi units, and I mean, just, their mortgage is getting paid. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's all I'm going to say. 
And, you know, again, those are really the generational wealth because when that thing is paid off, guess what? Every, you know, that thing can generate 50K, 60K, whatever it is. And, you know, when that thing is paid off, that's just straight income to your pocket. So imagine if you buy two, three buildings, you should be probably be set. But I mean, you can do that with a house too. You can buy a house and if it has a basement, you can rent out the basement and then have, you know, that tenant basically be paying off your mortgage. You can definitely do that buy other houses or whatever. I have a friend who, you know, bought bought a house and he rented it out and then now he's living in a second house and he's a single man and he's, you know, renting out, you know, other rooms or whatever to people and he's doing it. He's 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 pretty well off. Well, Kuzo, I think that would be all. Uh thank you for your time. And honestly, it, you provided you provided a lot of useful information that I hope people take uh I guess like take notes from because it, it's stuff that I personally would have liked to hear when you know I was like starting to look for a home and everything. I know, and I like wish that I would have been in the business when you were looking because it would have been so much fun looking at houses with you. I mean, I've helped out a couple of my friends, um, you know, purchase houses, and it's it's always such a great, great time, and it's like the funnest time seeing houses because every house is different. And every layout is just so much different. And I would have wished, but for your second one, I got you. <laughs> We're going to have Thank one. Thank you, Kato. And yeah, for anyone out there listening, my name is Ashley Patino. I work with Max first. And I would love to help you, you know, get get you in your house. If you have a tia, a tio, uncle, whatever, I'm bilingual. I can help them out as well. I just currently have a business partner right now that just rolled out ITIN programs. So definitely follow me on Instagram at the Ashley Patino. That's T-H-E-A-S-H-L-E-Y-P-A-T-I-N-O. But Kuzo's going to link it in the info, right? Like the info yes. of this podcast. Yes, yes I will um, link it. And I'll make sure that they get in contact with you to purchase a home. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Let's get you in this in a home before these interest rates skyrocket, which I mean, they're still pretty low. So get get it. <laughs> all right. Well, Kuzo, that would be all. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And hopefully you learned something new today. Awesome. Bye. All right. Bye bye.